0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the very first episode of this podcast. I am your host, Andrei Vovchenko, and I'm very, very excited to be here and talk to you guys. This has been something that I've really wanted to do for a long time, but I never felt that it was the right time in my development to start doing a podcast. But now it is. So I'm here. I thank you so much for choosing to listen to this. And I really hope that you are going to find some improvement in your life as a consequence of listening to this episode. Now, I want to give you a quick disclosure, and that is that on this podcast, I aim to talk about real problems and subjects in order to help people reach their full potential. And in my pursuit of doing that, I might drop one or two F-bombs. And so please make sure that you are listening to this podcast in a safe environment. All right. That being said, I wanted to talk to you about a very important and inevitable step in growth and that is failure and this is going to be more of a hybrid episode as I'm going to get into more than one subject but they all revolve around the reaction to failure and sometimes what we do before we fail. Now this is not going to be one of those episodes fit for listening in the car not in the sense that you can't follow it but I will kindly ask you to write down some things in order to go through a couple of exercises I have for you today. And I didn't want you to be on your phone while you are driving. All right, what does failure mean to you? And I know that this is such a generally used and experienced term, and we might sometimes think that we have it defined by society, but what is your subjective definition of failure? For example, you might say, I feel like I failed when other people tell me that I failed. That might be your definition of failure, right? Or you might say, well, I feel like I failed when I go back home at night and I try to go to sleep and I think to myself, I didn't do enough today. And you, you have that feeling of, well, failure. What, is, what exactly is failure to you? I want you to write down your own definition of failure. Now, after you've written that, I want you to think about your response to failure. How do you react when you fail? And I don't mean little failures like you got a bad grade or you scratched the car in the parking lot. I mean big, hard-ass failures where you've really fucked it up. Do you get angry? Do you get emotional? Do you quit or do you keep going? Do you feel the need for social interaction, like talking to someone or going out? Or do you feel the need for social distancing? Go home and be by yourself. What is your actual natural reaction when you fail? And I really want you to deeply think about your answer and be honest with yourself. And ask yourself a lot of questions throughout this episode because by the end we are aiming to better understand ourselves. So write down your answers with the most details that you can think of. And you can even pause this video to really think about it. Now. How many of you wrote down that your reaction to failure is to quit? Now, this is obviously a rhetorical question because I can't really see your answers. But really think about the answers you put down. Did you at all write the word quitting on your paper? If not, then you are a very special human being because quitting is one of the most natural responses of our brain. It's basically your subconscious saying, dude, this is hard and you're not getting enough satisfaction out of this, so go do something else. And so we quit. Now, it might not be the first failure or the second or the 50th failure, but at some point it becomes so hard to do the certain thing that we give up. If this weren't true, then the world would see only healthy people with a six-pack that are rich and famous and happy. Obviously, apart from the people that have special situations, but that would be our normal life. What's crazy is that society has taught us that that is or should be the normal standard because everybody's aiming towards normality. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the so called imposter syndrome. And so, I want you to think of and write down a time where you failed miserably for so many times and at some point, you quit. I want you to try and remember that time. And I know that isn't pleasant, but bear with me. Try to remember that time and write it down from the moment you set out to accomplish something to the moment you failed. And most importantly, that you quit. What did you feel in those moments? How did you react? And what did you do after the reaction after you quit? How did that feel to you on a long term? And does it look similar to the answer you wrote down earlier about your reaction to failure? If yes, then congratulations, because you have a deep knowledge of yourself. But if not, don't panic, because there is time and room for growth. And I want you to be aware of what your perspective to World Award is, because it's very important to understand how you view yourself and become comfortable with who you are. Because we all have the tendency to exaggerate things in one direction or another. In order to make ourselves feel better, which is completely fine, but in order to grow, we have to become the third person watching sometimes. Now I want to tell you two stories. One I heard on a podcast some time ago, and the host was describing his biggest fear. And he said, Let's pretend, God forbid, that you die. And you go to heaven and meet God, and you're like, What's up, man? He's like, Sup, dude. And he pulls out a list filled with accomplishments. And he starts reading from that list saying, someone became the best at their craft and managed to influence a million people's lives and managed to raise millions and millions of dollars and recreate and and refurbish hospitals and, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever goals you have in your life, right? And then he looks at you and says, this is your unfulfilled potential. This could have been you. So, the host of the podcast I was watching at that time said that his biggest fear and consequently his biggest goal was to be fucking twins with the man described by God, to have nothing on that list that he didn't do. And this translates to something that I'm sure you've heard, and that is that regret is the worst pain someone can feel. To be on your deathbed, an unfulfilled potential, standing around you as ghosts and looking at you and saying, you could have brought us to life, but instead we are going to the grave with you. And the second story is not actually a story, but another imagination exercise I want you to do. And so let's pretend there is an alternate universe with someone living as you. The only difference is that they are living your best life. They have everything that you were wishing for. They have done everything that you were scared to do or you gave up on. Or at least they are way further away to accomplishing that than you are. And I want you to write down what the differences are. What does he or she do differently on a daily basis? What do they get to talk to that you don't get to because you quit? What do they afford to do from a financial as well as a time and health perspective? How do you feel visualizing that life and knowing that it could have been yours, but it isn't since you at once Made one important decision to quit. How does that make you feel? Now look back at that time when you failed and quit, the one you wrote down earlier. What are the differences between you and the you from the parallel universe then? What did they do differently? What is the one thing that made them successful? And how do you think they felt? I want you to write down how they experienced that trauma or failure, and I'm air quoting when I'm saying trauma. But it actually could have been a trauma for most of you guys. Who didn't they talk to that you got to talk to because you gave up and you maybe had some free time and you got out and you met someone? Or maybe you had some spare money because you gave up on that business and so you decided to take a vacation and you spoke to some people, right? Or you had certain experiences that your alternate self didn't because they chose not to give up. And now the last thing, I want you to compare these two traumas. The one felt by you in the alternate universe where you couldn't go to that party because you were working and didn't give up, or the one you're feeling right now, knowing that you could have had it all. You could have had everything that you wish for. You could have had everything that you dream about. Now, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this, especially not in the first episode, but I'm going to share a very dark time in my life when I used to give up every single day, but managed to get through. When I was little, I left to go study in the UK and live with my dad. Obviously, my parents were divorced. I am born and raised in Romania by my mom. But at that time, me and my mom, and obviously my dad, decided that it would be best for me to go there and study, right, because of the opportunities and the differences of culture, everything there is. Once I got there, everything was nice and pink. Um, Life was breezy. I started to learn English. I started to learn the ways of the world. Um, My dad was always this very supportive parent. And um, he was quite often the best parent I, in my dreams at that age, I, I thought I could have had, right? But at some point, he became overwhelmed and he started behaving irrationally towards me. And there was, there were these many things happening in my life at that point. I didn't really experience these kind of things before because my mom was this protective parent and she really felt that my growth would be based on her loving me and showing me support. Whereas my dad's view and perspective of life was, if I want to grow, I should go through traumas and I should learn on my own skin how to grow. And I should fail and fail and fail over and over again, which actually was the correct approach to my growth. But the way he applied that into my life at that age was a very, very fucked up way. And so my life became this hellhole I was living in every single day, me being scared, and me becoming this very antisocial creature um, whereas in Romania, I was always talking to people I didn't know and meeting new people and having conversations that I wasn't really sure about, uh, just because I was so extroverted. But when I came back from England, I was this very introverted, weird looking kid that really didn't know how to behave and, and what to think about and what to talk about. Right. And so every day I was in England from the moment this hell started, I used to give up. And I was told I failed every single day, multiple times a day. My dad was telling me I failed at everything. I was a failure in, in his eyes, I was a failure. And so every single night I went to bed, I wanted to give up. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I want to go back to Romania. I want to start my my comfortable and the pussy ass living life, right? That That's what I wanted. And so I went to sleep. And then something interesting happened. I woke up the next morning, put my clothes on, went to school and did it all over again and failed all over again. And although until the end, my dad told me every single day I was a failure, by the end, I was this very smart kid, the first in class. Um, I was doing every homework I had. I was working on every project I had. I was learning so many things that I started to be able to talk about any subject and actually know what I was talking about. And I didn't realize it at the time, but now looking back, that time was the time that created the man I am today. And I'm very grateful for that time. And I'm very grateful that I didn't give up. That's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that even though I felt like not doing it anymore, my dad was very very high on on health and fitness and so in the beginning he would always take me to the gym i would always go for a run with him every single day it was about between 5 and 10 kilometers i really can't remember the distance but i know it was over 5 kilometers for sure um and he would always push me to do one more step he was like we are going to stop by that lamppost and the next day he was like we are going to stop a meter after the lamppost. And he would always push me, he would do the same thing in school. He would always push me to do one more rep in the gym, one more word on my essay, one more meter when we run. Um, everything I did for him was a way for me to grow. And so my brain understood that in order to grow, you have to push yourself. You have to get out of your comfort zone and push your limits. But at the time, I didn't realize that. For me, that was hell. Imagine a kid not having the love of his parents, not being able to talk to anybody because he had no friends, and anything he did was about growth and about pushing your limits. It becomes exhausting, right? But I didn't quit. I always had the power to call my mom, tell her what was going on, and ask her to move back. But I didn't. Because... I started to see results on myself. I actually lost over 30 kilograms while I was in England. And as I told you, I became this very, very smart and accomplished kid. And I, in my head, some, somewhere in my subconscious, I realized that. And although it was unbearing for me, unbearable for me, I kept on going, even though I gave up every single day. And so I want to leave you with one last story. When I came back from the UK, I had the worst imposter syndrome you could ever imagine because obviously having learned how things work there and familiarizing myself, once I came back, I was again the new guy. And at that age, I I think I was about 14, 13 years old. At that age, people become very mean because they have this exposure to social media right and and phones and they start to become very very harsh and some of them try to discover themselves but some of them are still stuck in that bullshit mentality and they they only care about today they don't see tomorrow and it's kind of normal for a person of you know 13 14 years old but for me that was very scary because after the two or three years I spent in England I finally realized and and managed to become normal Quote unquote. But then I came back and I had to start all over again. And in the pursuit of my growth, I met someone that I really looked up to. And I can say that he was my first mentor. And I asked him, what is the definition of failure? And I did that because I was so terrified of failing. Because I used to be punished in England for failing, right? And I was so terrified. That I wanted to find a quote unquote definition of it so that I could run from it. And I could see when I failed, when I really failed. And in my head, I was like, well, I think I failed 10 times today. But if I find the real definition, I might have only failed six times. That was what I was searching for eliminating failure from my life, which is complete bullshit because without failure, there is no growth. And that is a, a Sure her way to to go down. if you try not to fail and run from failure, you are never going to grow. You are only going to go down. And let me tell you, things don't stay on the same level. like if you go to the gym every single day and then for a year, for six months, even for, for a week, you just miss the gym, you are not going to stay on the same level of strength. You are not going to stay on the same level of health. Things move on an atomic level we are made of movement. And so if you're not going up, the only way that you can go is down. But anyways, I asked him, what is the definition of failure? And he looked at me and he said, well, that's a very, very stupid question. And that made me feel very anxious, but I was really curious to see what he said. And first of all, he said, well, failure is a very subjective term. It is based on your goals and your values, right? Because if one of my values is let's say money and I fail in a at, at my job or in a in a business meeting, that might be a, a worse failure for me than if I ate a pizza today, right? But if one of my values, my core values in life is health and I ate a pizza, I might feel very, very guilty about that and say I failed today rather than not going to a job interview or or missing some some important quote unquote important thing on my job. And so he said, failure is a very subjective thing, and you shouldn't ask anybody in your life what failure means, because they're gonna give you a definition based on their reality, based on their values, right? And it's, it's most likely not gonna be something that is the same as your definition. And then the second thing he says, but there is one common denominator in failure that applies to every single one, every single person that fails, quitting, and living it at that. Failure has two main components. Well, first of all, quitting, that's the first part of failure. But the second part, and he said it's even more important than the first one, is living it like that. If you quit today and you wake up tomorrow and you familiarize yourself with the fact that you quit and you move on with your life, that is the definition of real failure. But if you quit today and you wake up tomorrow and you go again to the gym and you call 20, 30, 100 clients again and you try to make your business work, that is not failure. That is yourself trying to bear the pain of failing. I know this is a very, very interesting concept, but that's the reality of it. You only fail and you only allow yourself to fail when you give up and you leave it at that. You are the only person in your life That has power over if you fail or not. And I don't care what definition you said in the first point earlier when I asked you to write down a definition of failure on your paper. Let me change that for you. Stop calling that failure. That is not failure. Start calling that my first or my next step to success. Whatever the definition of what you wrote down there is, that is not failure. That is your first or your next step to success. And when you change your mindset to that, you understand that in order to get to success, you have to fail. There's no way around it. Go ask anybody you want. In fact, I really want you to ask somebody that is successful, somebody that you really appreciate, and somebody that might be where you want to be in one year, two years, five years, right? Get a grab of them and ask them if they fail and how many times they failed, and what they did when they failed, and what their perspective is on failure. Try to change your mindset towards this word, because it's just that, it is just the word, and you are the one giving way to this word. You are the one giving meaning to this word. And so, if there's anything that I want you guys to leave with from this episode, is to always remember that the pain you felt comparing yourself to your alternate self that has anything you have ever wished for versus the pain that your alternate self felt when they didn't give up is always greater always have that feeling of fulfillment that they have you have The the you that didn't give up has always skip that with yourself and always remember that the pain of looking back at the moment you quit is greater than the failure you feel today. And also don't forget that failure has two main components, giving up and leaving it like that. And so that being said, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and that you learned something valuable for your growth. I'm excited to talk to you guys in the next episode and please leave me suggestions on what you would like to hear next on this podcast and who would you like me to have as a guest for future episodes? I appreciate you. I love you. And don't forget that the power to change your life lies inside of you. And the only difference from success and your life right now is one step. Not giving up. I was your host, Andrei Vovchenko. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook as Vovchenko. That is V-O-V-C-E-N-C-O. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Don't you never ever give up on yourself. Because if you don't bet on you then who the fuck else will.